Welcome to the Jersey Finance Careers Ready mini-series. In these episodes, we will be talking about the various careers in finance, dispelling industry myths like it's all about maths and spreadsheets, and offering you a better insight into our industry. Hello everyone, my name is Claire Lyons and I'm Head of Marketing at Jersey Finance. So I'm delighted to be joined by a young finance industry professional today, Evan Laframboise, Assistant Manager at LGL Group here in Jersey. I thought Evan would be an ideal person to talk to today to help give young islanders an idea of life in the finance industry, his career path and advice he can give any young islanders who may be considering a career in finance. So Evan, let me start by asking you, what do you do? So as you said, I'm an Assistant Manager at LGL Group and I'm in the real estate team. So we look after structures, so companies and other vehicles that essentially look after properties. Um, and that's anywhere in the world. It can be, you know, London, the Middle East, North America, all around different types of properties from student accommodation, one bedroom apartments. So uh, yeah, so my, my day is quite varied. We have a, a team of 10. And so I basically look after the team, make sure everyone's getting on well, help them develop, um, make sure anything that needs to be escalated gets escalated, make sure we hit deadlines and um, yeah, review work and just make sure everything's functioning well. What, what's a typical day look like then? A typical day is very varied, especially in the real estate sector. It, it's, um, it's quite transactional. So some days you might not have um, really stressful days. Other days you might be up until the early hours of the morning making sure something gets um, sorted. And that again depends on your client base. So you might have clients, say in North America, who are just who are just waking up, um, you know, at 3pm when you're almost ready to finish your day and, and they're kind of saying, right, okay, ready to get started. Let's get this transaction done today, which means, you know, early morning for you. But then other days can be really, it could be filled with meetings, it could be filled with trainings, it can be filled with just reviewing work. You might feel like you're just doing payments in minutes one day. Um, so it's very varied and it's always interesting, I think. Yes, sounds interesting. So you're in your mid-20s now then. Can you describe your career journey into the finance industry with LGL? Yeah, sure. So I started, so I I was at secondary school at the time when I saw that Jersey Finance had a a taster session. It was called A Week in Finance. So I did that with Barclays Bank, who day one of the week, basically, you started out um, helping with, you know, things like the post and just doing really admin things, getting the core functions of, of companies and how they're run. And then by Friday, you were kind of working your way up the ranks to sit with the managing director. So that was really interesting just to see all the different areas of the company, how it works, how every single piece is so important uh, to make the company work, really. So that was kind of what steered me towards finance. And then after I finished school, I went to Highlands College to do my financial services degree. So I did that for two years. And then I had a job offer with the company that I was doing work experience with. And then after working a year and a half there, uh, I moved to LGL and I've been there for over six and a half years now. So haven't looked back. Great. Um, I'm glad you mentioned our life and finance scheme because I think that's probably seven years old now where we try and match young people with um, career placements in the industry. And unfortunately, this year we've had to postpone due to the obvious reasons. But um, we hope to, to, to get that going again next year because there is nice success stories like yourself where they go in for a taster session and then through contacts and your performance and attitude, it leads on to greater things as well, which is great. So just in your role at the moment and, and maybe just over... Um, where you've been since you left Highlands, etc. What sort of skills have you developed? What do you think are the most important for a career in your role? Yeah, I think for me, it was very much a case of confidence building. 
I wouldn't have been the kind of person that would stand up and, you know, host a meeting or, you know, put my even put my hand up at school was almost quite a, a difficult thing for me to do. So that's definitely something that I've learned through the experience in the industry. And I think that coupled with people skills is really important. You know, you can't do everything yourself. You might think that you can, and that's very good short term, but then you need the team around you to be able to function efficiently uh, to hit your deadlines and progress. So I think people skills match with your technical skills. It's really important to progress with your education. So I definitely think you should try and weigh up the, the balance of those two. And that's something that I've tried to do throughout my career and push yourself out of your comfort zone almost in, in doing that. But it definitely pays off. That's good to know because a lot of work that we're doing in education at the moment is to try and let young people know that your transferable soft skills are as important sometimes as your academic qualifications because we've had many young people through our industry, through the life and finance scheme and just generally work placements and often it's just the attitude and the can-do sort of mentality rather than fantastic academic qualifications but they just have that right attitude that that, that makes them go far so it's good to know that you value those uh, skills as well. And then in your job itself, what would your favourite thing be about the job and the industry itself? I very much enjoy uh, challenges. So it can be the, you know, having the odds against you trying to get a a transaction over in an almost feels like unrealistic timeline. So it really does bring those soft skills together and stress management, making sure everyone's doing the right thing at the right times. And then the sense of achievement when you get that over the line is really, really good. Everyone kind of comes together and they they feel great about it. I also enjoy mentoring people, seeing them come. You know, you can see them when they they come in the the firm at the start, when they're a school leaver. They're still almost just about getting into adulthood and, you know, just finding their feet in life and seeing them go from from that to suddenly hosting meetings, travelling around, meeting clients, really impressing the clients with the work that they produce. I think that's the most rewarding part of the job and I think that's what I most enjoy seeing and being a part of. Great, because I was thinking of obviously with your experience and often people do have a perception of our industry that, oh, you know, you go off to uni and you get all your qualifications and you graduate schemes and so on and so on, but your route was slightly different. So I was going to ask you what your advice would be for school leavers and graduates maybe who are considering a career in the finance industry. Yeah, I think there's there's so many routes that you can get into the finance industry and you see people change careers, you know, late on in their life. There's, there's not a set path to get there, which I think is quite a common misconception. And in school, we were very much told you have to go to uni, you should be, you know, learning maths or going down a set route when actually, if I look back, I really enjoyed all the steps that I've done to get where I am. But I think going straight from school into the finance industry or, or being a graduate going into the finance industry is a fantastic position to be in because... There's so much help for you. There's so much support in doing the different qualifications that you want to do. You know, it doesn't even have to be technical towards an industry. It could be a language or something. And a lot of companies will support that through travel and secondments and other ways as well. So I definitely think find for for you being in that position, think about it. What is it that you want in your career path? Is it the travel side and, and the languages and finding new cultures and that angle? Or is it very much maybe get your head down and, you know, get further qualifications done that are specific to your role? So, um, yeah, just have a think about it. What is it that you want? Ask as many questions as you can for all the different roles that are out there and just try and match up as best you can with that, really. 
I think one thing that we find is, and I'll ask you your opinion on this too, is the sort of misconceptions about the finance industry that people think, oh, it's all about maths and Excel spreadsheets and, and, and numbers. But there's so much more as far as um, digital and IT, events management, project management, etc. So on that basis too, what, what do you think is a common myth or misconception with young islanders maybe about what's available in the industry? Yeah, exactly what you said. If it was down to spreadsheets and maths, I definitely wouldn't be in a job today. I don't think that's definitely not one of my strong points and any of the team will probably tell you the same. Like you said, there's so many varied career paths that you can go in, whether it be, uh, it could be an office manager. So your your day to day is making sure that the buildings, you know, run properly and safely and, and that kind of thing. Or like you say, it could be events management marketing, where you're getting involved with these huge productions for huge companies and travel arrangements and that kind of thing or you might be more executive assistant where you're very very um, structured and you know how to organize people really well so that they get the best out of their performance Um, or you might be technically minded so you might be you know accounting audit wise where you just want to focus on that that's what you're really good at where you might be more excel um, focused and spreadsheets so there's a lot of misconceptions that you're sat at your desk nine to five punching numbers into a spreadsheet, which really isn't the case. There's so many different options for you to pursue. So I definitely wouldn't say that, you know, the finance is a very boring industry as such. It, it almost is what you make it. And just speaking about, you know, you said um, it's what you make it. So I was having a little look at your background as well. And obviously, you know, no small feat, but you went, went across the Sahara a couple of years ago on a mega ultra marathon. Has that motivation come from as you've got older or when you were looking to consider a career? Were you that motivated, like a self-starter to go, right, this is what I want? Did you suss out and source the opportunities or did you get assistance? I I definitely think I couldn't have done anything that I've done without assistance. It would be wrong to say, oh, it's all me. It's all the drive. You, You have to have some kind of drive to do things initially. But without that support, I don't think you can, you know, do these kind of events and things alongside of work at the same time trying to juggle everything's really difficult so my inspirations have definitely come from LGL the people there who have done things like that in the past like I was saying to you earlier my my boss was the one that did that first and inspired me to go out and got me into running and other activities so having those people as your inspiration having the support at home around you from friends families loved ones um, it's all really important to juggle up and have that support network around you so I've definitely tried to be a sponge and I think I'd encourage everyone to be that as well when they come into the industry and just take the best bits from everyone, learn and take them on board and try and improve yourself every day. And yeah, things will just snowball and you'll go in whichever direction you want very quickly, I'm sure. That's very inspiring. (laughs) I wish I was 25 years younger now to take all that on board. (laughs) One thing I was thinking as well, just talking about your motivation and and the teamwork, nice camaraderie there sounds to be in your business. Obviously, we're going through the the pandemic at the moment and it must play a lot on and impact young people's minds as far as just their general mental health and their future in general. Have you any advice uh, as a young person just on how to deal with that and and see the optimism ahead? Yeah, we've seen a lot of struggles just in the business elsewhere friends family etc and I think communication is one of the key things to that being able to swallow your pride a bit and just reach out just to someone and just say look I am struggling this is why I'm struggling I might not be having my best day today or, or even a week or more but just being able to reach out and have those people there that will listen to you and I think that go it's a two-way street you've got to have people that are willing to listen and willing to help you and support you and I think that's so important right now you should you should be aware of your team members, aware of the people around you. 
if maybe if they're you know lashing out or, or doing something wrong it's it's not their fault actually something's going on at home something's going on elsewhere their mental health might be off that day or that week or, or even longer so it's it's definitely up to us especially as we have a more observant role as almost managers and above looking down at your team and checking that they are all right just asking the question and reaching out so communication is really important through that just because if you're on your own a youngster working in the finance industry and suddenly you're used to a you know a social scene everywhere you are and suddenly you know you're on your own in a room um, it's very difficult so yeah I think it's being able to reach out being able to talk to people and um, try and get as much support as you can through it but hopefully we won't be in it for too much longer and it'll all be back to normal exactly yeah, because that just back in the sort of misconceptions about the industry, sometimes you hear or, or people see the finance industry as, you know, very stress orientated, quite masculine and driven and targets driven. And I think things are changing quite a lot as far as the mental health agenda coming to the fore, which is great. Would you say your business has um, adapted that or ad- adopted that for for the future? Oh, completely. I think every business almost has to before dare I say it, I think it was more of a, a checkbox, like a tick box exercise where you had people going, right, we offer yoga at lunches or something. And realistically, it, that might work for some people. That might be absolutely great. Yoga is a great thing to do. But, you know, yoga meditation might not be for everyone. Other people might want to be outdoors more. There's run clubs, there's, you know, outdoor things. I think even just getting out at lunchtime is something that a lot of people don't do. They just want to crack on and try and finish as early as they can. Um, Whereas now, I think, especially in the real estate sector, what we're seeing is offices are, are still wanting the amount of space, but they're going to be using it differently. There'll be more breakout rooms. You might find some uh, more flexible areas where you, where you can actually work outside for a bit. Quiet rooms when you need to be a bit more um, focused on certain things. And um, the, I think the encouragement's there to take regular breaks. Whereas before it was more just kind of right. What do we seem to do it in the media? Are we offering, you know, a sports club afterwards? when there are, there's so many different angles to help your mental health. So I think now people are actually caring and also seeing the benefits of flexible working, the well-being of their staff. Suddenly they're getting these results that have just come out on the back of it saying, oh, wow, actually, if we did trust our staff a bit more, we would see even better results than just you know putting them in the room and cracking the whip and hoping for the best. But yeah, I, th- I think although there's been a lot of negatives through the pandemic, it's also brought out some really key areas that I think we should definitely be working on and I think LGL especially are very focused on that at the moment and um, we've been very lucky with our staff and how they've responded and how also our senior managers have um, helped us as well so fingers crossed we we carry on and all businesses follow suit so indeed so if you were back at 18 years of age or even 16 years of age in 2020 what sort of advice or would you give to a young person just looking at obviously their environment and their future and also i was going to ask you what sort of influence did family and careers advisors have on you or did you did you come up with a vision of what you wanted to do uh, well i was brought up with my i lived at my with my mom at home i'm a single um, child with her so and she left school at 15 you know she didn't have that education background or anything so she kind of tried to keep as many doors open for me as possible just asked me what I wanted to do but it's very difficult to set your own career path at that age so you have school telling you right you've got to go to uni you've got to hit the best uni you can get then you've got other people in your family so I've got my uncle that was very successful in the finance industry so he was a very big inspiration to say I'll go and you know go into that route and it's very much a case of what motivates you 
at that age, it was all, I, I wanted money. I wanted a, you know, a Ferrari and that kind of thing. And, and quickly that changes when you realize actually work-life balance is probably my most valued thing and getting outdoors and um, not working all late hours and actually sacrificing a bit of paycheck for that is, you know, you can't put a price on your well-being and happiness, I think. So um, getting that balance of being challenged at work as well as, as the um, work-life balance as well. But so I think definitely assess what you want out of your career and then judge your workplace on that. Ask them as many questions as you can, see what they'll offer you because at the end of the day, where they're pitching, you know, a role for you. So you've got to make sure that that's right for you. Yes, and I was thinking too that it's really lovely to see that young people coming through all industries and, and all employment, those priorities have changed. It's not a financial driver as such. It's more about their environment, sustainability, the future, the well-being aspects. So it's really nice to see that there's a, a change in that. Um, and also just as far as school's advice back when you were uh, a bit younger, do you think they struck the right level or is there more that teachers and careers advisors could do to, to inspire and, and listen to what young people are saying? Yeah, I think it's probably changed a lot since I was at school. I think they're much more open-minded and there's a lot more industries that have, through social media and other ways, become more accessible. And it's so much easier now to go on the internet and find all these different career paths that you definitely wouldn't have seen back when I was leaving school as such. It was very much a case of um, you've got the, the main professions, like we're either going to be you know, a doctor, or a teacher, or um, finance was almost a bit of an unknown to me. I still didn't really understand finance when I was going into it. And probably took me you know, a year or two of working in it to start grasping what it was. So I think now there's way more opportunities of getting that experience, whether it's a life in finance through, through you guys or, um, or just companies that are now trying to take people on. So we're trying to take on school leavers at the moment before they leave school they're trying to come in for a summer just have a test and, and see what it's actually about and give them an opportunity to ask questions and go in different roles of the firm and find out so I think there's definitely a, a much better base now of knowledge for kids leaving school and, and graduates as well so um, yeah I think it's much better. Yeah I think you're right and also we do a lot of work ourselves with Skills Jersey who have just so many great initiatives and ideas and, and trying to encourage all the industries to, you know, supply their tools and resources that young people can get access, which, which is great to see. So on that note, Evan, I'd just like to thank you very much for your time. Uh, and I really do think that was really interesting. And, I, and I, I'm sure you will inspire uh, the next generation of young islanders to at least consider the finance industry um, and what it can offer them in the future. Thank you very much for having me. It's been brilliant. And yeah, um, just reach out, ask the questions. And um, I'm on LinkedIn and, and other platforms. So feel free to reach out and ask the questions as well. That's great. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Careers Ready. Don't forget to subscribe via your chosen podcast platform and to follow us on our social media channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram.